welcome to the 13th Gate. We're your gatekeepers. I'm Amber. I'm Kat. So, it is Wednesday. You guys know what that means. I pulled a topic tonight out of our wonderful, I guess you'd say, cauldron of ideas. <laughs> Kat doesn't know what we're going to be talking about. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited. So, Kat, growing up, we heard a lot of legends and stories. Just like anybody, you know, some you get from your family, some you hear from your friends or media or legends that are passed down. What were you afraid of as a kid? Was I afraid of? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say, you know, the light in here just like, it was okay. actually kind of funny. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. I honestly do not have a clue um, what exactly it was I was afraid of. I do know that I could not sleep with the closet door open. It had to be closed. After I was in bed, I could not get out of bed again until it was daylight. And if I did, I had to book it out into the light. Uh, for the longest time, I had to sleep with the bathroom light on. So that there was that little bit of light in case I had to get up and go to the bathroom because my bladder is small and it... Think of it like a gas tank that is broken where that little thingy that tells you that you're full is like retarded and broken. So it's telling you you're full but you're not really full. You're like only halfway full. And well, unlike a gas tank on a car, you can't fix it. So I would have to get up in the middle of the night thinking that I had to go. Really, really, really glad to go. And I didn't. So, I would have to book it. So, I always slept with, like, the light on in, like, the hallway, but the, like, door cracked. Um, and all that. So, but it didn't have a name. It didn't have, like, an image. It didn't have, like, a face or a description. I just knew there was something. So, it's, like, the foot over the edge of the bed. Like, it's a no-no, just in case. A huge no-no. Like, we didn't do that. Your arm stayed on the bed. Your foot didn't go over the edge of that bed like nothing you you stayed if it if you did want to put a foot out of the blanket it was the foot that like was the bed was against the wall and it was the foot closest to the wall that came out but it didn't even go near the edge because there's always that space between you know which is so funny because that is the best way to regulate your body temperature with that like foot you know what i mean that foot over to the side it just kind of cracks me because that's what everybody does too hot too cold too hot too cold one foot out perfect I don't know why it works that way. It just does. Um, thermal dynamics, I guess. I don't know. But um, I don't know what that noise is, and I don't know if anybody can hear it with the microphone, but it's freaking me out. It's like some type of car radio or something. I don't know. Well, maybe a washing machine? Well, it's not on, though. I, I, don't I think somebody's doing something outside, and it's just resonating, and it's just like, what the hell? Anyway, sorry. All right, so today's topic is... The legends that we grew up with, the things that we feared, Ooh, and where they came from. The things that go bump in the night. So, we grew up in the generation of Bloody Mary. Chloe and I were just talking about it last night. Now, I heard the version where you went into the bathroom, you turned out the light, and you said her name three times as she was supposed to appear in the mirror. However, I know some people say you have to like turn out the light, spin around, and say your name every time as you pass by the mirror. There's all different versions of oh, it. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of versions of it. I actually, there was a version. A version. Hmm? Yeah, well. Oh, there was one point. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a version of it where um, we, Bloody Mary, actually came from literally like five minutes from where we're sitting right now. 
Okay. Um, there's a lake over by the elementary school that I went to from third grade to fifth grade. And it. some people said back when we were, like, young and, like, middle school when we learned what it was that she, this girl, Mary or whatever, had died in that lake. Uh, the version that I was told was a car accident. I've heard versions that were car accidents. I've heard versions about it being her prom night and something happened. I hear versions that she was murdered and thrown in the lake. I hear versions that she was killed by the lake before being thrown in. And the reason she comes through the mirror is because water is reflected. And the last thing she saw was her reflection and her killer's reflection. There's many different ways that... Now, see, I heard it was a curious thing where she was bullied literally to death prom night and everything. But the reason she comes after little kids is because she thinks they're all bullies. And if they're calling her name, they must be there to pick on her. That's I the mean, version I heard. That's the one I haven't heard. I mean, it could be. These are all, you know, it's urban legends. We talked about the Candyman. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you guys know anything about your own version of Bloody Mary, please hit us up. Let us know. Hit us we up, love. Hit us up. Hit us up. We want to hear. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to hear each version of it because it's so fascinating how everything changes as it goes down playing the telephone game. Absolutely. Um, now, the Candyman, that's kind of funny because you have the version of the horror movie like, that they portrayed in the horror movie where he was a black gentleman. Uh, may or may not have been a slave, not sure, but it was still in that time of forbiddenness where anyone of color was not allowed to be with anyone who was white. And he, he fell in love with a white woman, she fell in love with him, and the racist asshole scumbag town villagers didn't like that, you know, your, your lovely assholes, you know, like mm -hmm. the ones you see portrayed in the movies. And they took him and they chained him to the back of a truck. They dragged him. They took him to a lynching tree. They were going to hang him, but the rope broke. They got more rope. They tied him to the tree. They beat him. He was bloody. He was, like, dying. They coated him in honey. And they left him tied to this tree. And the bugs and the bees came and the bees stung him. And because the bees stung him over and over and over and over and over, he died. And that's why in the movie Candyman, he, like, the bees come out of everything. He, he opens his mouth and the bees come out and things like that. Now, we're going to get into one of Kat's favorite topics for a hot second because there is also a serial pedophile slash killer who was called the Candyman. And he literally, his family owned a candy factory. They made candy. Hmm. So he was literally the Candyman. And he had, like, a cool hangout room and stuff like that. But from the way it's described, one story is, set, like, the serial killer story and this other urban legend are completely separate. I've never heard them told as the same story because the urban legend one always ends up going to this whole, like... You know, if you're, I guess, the version I heard, because I know, you know, we have all heard different versions. The version I heard is if you're a woman and you're doing that, you go and you, you do Candyman, well, whatever man is in your life, like, that would be controlling and keeping you from your love, he would then go and that person in your life would die because, well, whatever. And it was any man in your life, a brother, a father, a grandfather, like, whoever. Um... And if you were a boy doing it, 
you died. Because, I mean, whatever. Like, you, I don't know. But. Now, see, growing up, we also had the ice cream man. The I know there was a couple <laughs> urgent legends about him. And just drove by. And I yelled at him. <laughs> but there was a couple ones about, you know, don't trust them. Some of them bewitch children with the song. Some of them kidnap kids. Like, there was always, like, the hesitance of the sweet treat of lore, I guess you would say. There was an episode of Sabrina, the new version of Sabrina on the one on Netflix, that the candy man, or that the ice cream man was in, and he was... Yep. Yeah. I have to go... I have to step out of the room for a minute. Amber's going to keep delighting you with some story. (laughs) I gotta go grab more flour. I ran out. Oh, no. I ain't speaking. Yay. But as kids, you know, everybody has a core fear. Some kids are afraid of the dark for a host of reasons. Obviously, you can't always see everything. But some of that actually comes from myth and legends. You know, you don't want to be outside for various reasons because different things may attack you. But a lot of kids are afraid of being in their own homes in the dark. You know, it's that whole turn off the light and run up the steps. Not that something actually is chasing you, but just in case, you know, you want to put a little pep in your step. I don't really know why we all did it, but every child who's ever lived in a house with steps has done it. Where if you're the one turning off that light, you haul dear life up them steps. Out of breath, but you know you were safe because you made it to the top. (laughs) I am back. (laughs) Um, You know, it's the fear of something under the bed. For some kids, it's the drain in the bathtub, though. Oh, yeah. That one freaked me out, too. Like, not necessarily that something might come up, that, but you might get sucked down. There's also the toilet one where things come out of it. Like snakes and spiders and other things that'll come up. Okay, but I've seen that actually happen. Which is where a legitimate fear comes from. I will give you that one. Um, other I, kids are afraid of when you put stuff down where it goes. And if they'll get sucked in themselves. Which, I mean, well, that I mean, was an urban legend about getting pulled out of planes, you know, with the suction or getting sucked to the actual toilet in an airplane. Sewer gators. Oh, sewer gators, yep. So, I have a story that relates to drains that is actually a true story. Um, so, my grandparents uh, live in Florida. My aunt lived down there with them. She's sadly passed away um, several years ago. But... Um, one day she came home. They have septic, by the way. Septic tanks are a big, huge thing in that area of Florida that they live in. And oh, Bella is thirsty. Um, she was just outside. So they have septic tanks down there and whatever. And they were, you know, she came home from wherever it was she was. I think it was she might have been at work or something. And she decided she was going to get in the shower. So she came home. She got, you know, got the shower ready, got undressed, all that loveliness. Um, was getting ready. She gets in the shower, and I don't know why. I don't know if the shower was on when she got in already and there was water coming out. I don't know if she got in and just turned it on. I I have no idea. (laughs) But uh, she got in the shower, and while she was in there, the shower head started raining red ants on her. Oh, no. And it rained on her to the point where she was covered in ants, red ants, and bite marks from them. And when you get bit by those little suckers, if you live in Florida, you know this, it pusses up. It looks like you have, like, a boil or a pimple. And it hurts, and it's painful, and it's itchy, and it's agitating, and it's just gross. And she had these bites all over her. 
<laughs> like all over the top half of her body. Like it was bad. So yeah, no, it, it's it's a real thing. Like yeah, that, that was a never a childhood fear of mine, but now it's an adult fear. Thanks, Kat. That's well, wonderful. Well, I mean, you need to be informed of these things. I'm sorry. I, I really do. I mean. You need to know. These whew. are need-to-know things, people. Bugs running out of my shower head. Yeah, no, that is now officially on the list of things Amber fears. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're. It's pretty high up there, too, now. By the obviously, way. another story, since we're on the lovely topic of things coming out of drains. Again, they live in Florida. They've had those black snakes come up out of their toilet. No, I'm sorry. That That is definitely a certain level of hell for me. If I am on the potty and all of a sudden it's, no, uh, I can't. I and then, of that. course, you want to top. We're going to top. We're going to top that. They also have spiders down there that are as big as your hand. No. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I'm not going okay. back to Florida anymore. They, they might not be as big as, a, like, a grown adult man, man's hand, okay? But... I'm tiny, I'm five feet, my hands are tiny, but these spiders are as big as my hands. And, I mean, yes, my hand is small, but it's still not that freaking small, okay? Like... No, I'm good. Yeah. And and they climb on the ceilings, and most of the houses down there, they're, they a lot of them have vaulted ceilings. So, like, oh. how do you get into that to kill it? Nope. No. And mm-hmm. then you have the palmetto bugs. What is that? I don't know what that is. It is a giant flying cockroach. Oh, no, no, uh-uh. And they are not afraid to come at you. I'm sorry. Detach Florida. Send it out to the ocean. <laughs> I can't. I can't handle that so, kind of stress. So, okay. This one I'm going to do a dig dug, dug style, you know, just da 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 So this one time, what happened was... <laughs> so I just moved... I had... No, I was visiting. I was visiting my grandparents in Florida, and I like... I'm a book reader. I like to read. They have a lanai. They have a pool. I'm out on this, like, they had a, a hammock, and I'm out on this hammock, and I'm just relaxing. I'm reading my book. It's getting dark, but they got lights out there, so I'm sitting there. I'm in an enclosed space. Like, I'm in a giant cage that you know, is screened in, okay? So I'm sitting there, and I hear this noise. I'm like, what is that? So I'm like, all right, well... I got, I'm going to get up. I'm going to stretch. I got to go pee anyway. Like, I've been sitting out here for hours. And I get up. And I have my book in my hand. And I marked my page. I did. I put my bookmark in. But all of a sudden, I hear this buzzing. And I turn. And I kid you not, this thing was like two to three inches long. Nope. And it's freaking huge. Nope. And it's flying at me. Nope. Can I tell you, I threw the book at it. I threw, that is obviously your best solution. Throw <laughs> the book and run. I did. I chucked the book. I don't know if I hit it, but it kept coming and I ran and I made it inside before it did. No, that, that is a special, no. And then another time, same, same vacation where I first met these spiders, we had one and my grandmother, it was, it was like, so I don't know where it was, I think it was on the ceiling in the kitchen, which is a little bit lower than the ceiling in the living room, which is vaulted. She gets this bug spray, and she sprays this thing, and sprays this thing, and sprays this thing, and it did its little curled up thing, and it fell on the floor, and then it got up and started moving again, so she sprayed it some more, so we put a cup over top of it, and put something on top of the cup, and we left. And she called my grandfather, and was like, uh, you need to deal with the thing under the cup. You know, I've done that. <laughs> I have literally sent messages to people, and been like, hey, um, there's a cup. Um, move cup at your own risk, but I will not be moving cup. Cup lives now in middle room. 
there's something living under a cup, by the way. Like, may or may not be dead. That's a you problem. But as far as I'm concerned, that is a no-go, like, circle in the house. Yeah, like, I can I've deal. done it at work, too, by the way, for coworkers. I'll leave, like, a cup in the middle of the floor with, like, a spider or something under it and, like, a book and, like, several other books on top of that book. And just leave it there for the next person to come in and be like, um, I can't. You need to. <laughs> right. Now, I can deal with the snakes. I can deal with the gators. I don't do bugs, guys. You no, but can... funny enough, though, the size spiders that we have at work, she will deal with. And, like, she'll, like, come in and she'll be like, how big is this one? And I'll be like, it's huge. And she'll, like, laugh at me. And it's a thing. But now, I really can't deal with it. Had them. I never gone down to Florida and saw these giant-ass spiders, I probably wouldn't be like that. I'd probably nope the hell out of there and be like, I'm bringing you gasoline. You, That's it. We're done. <laughs> like, we literally had a guy that we used to work with that, like, we would call him up specifically to come remove critters. I mean, he would things. pick up the spiders in his hand and walk them out the door and, like, put them safely in the grass or whatever. Literally just pick it up with his hand. And I'm going, I would have just squished that motherfucker. He made me cry one time at work by holding a spider on a, like, thread. Like, it's, like, silk thread. Over my head as I'm pinned to the ground screaming bloody murder. Because I didn't know if this thing was going to descend or what it was going to do. But it was too close to me and I had nowhere to run. I had nowhere to move. I was literally kind of like pinned up against like a sidewalk. And he is laughing hysterically. And to me that is just absolute terror. I, there was nothing I could do um, besides threaten him. <laughs> Which you probably did several times over. I did. I did. But he thought it was hilarious because he knows I have a major thing about spiders. But I didn't have that as a kid. As I got older, I really got, like, weird about spiders. I was never a fan of spiders. I'm not... I'm not... I mean, I don't hate them. I, I, I appreciate them outdoors where they're eating the bugs. But I do not like you crawling on me. Please don't do that. Now, I live behind a farm, and unfortunately, we get some rather large ones that like to venture indoors and come exploring, and I was in the shower one time, and I moved the shower curtain, and lo and behold, this thing comes running under the door and into the center of the bathroom. So, I throw every bottle of shampoo and conditioner and bar of soap and loofah I had in the bathroom with me, and then scream bloody murder because I was out of ammo. Um, Michael came in, opened the door, and went, huh, looks like you lost the battle. And then went to shut the door and leave. Okay, he was going to leave me in there like that. I was like, yo, no, mm -mm. kill it or reload me. Like, <laughs> these are our options because it's not over. Like, that was just round one. That thing is still in here. Well, it ended up running into the hallway. And I was like, uh-uh, no, get the paper towel. We don't deal with that. Like, that, that is not okay. So we ended up having to battle it, and then we gave it a Viking death and flushed it out in the toilet. She named the spider Tom. I don't, I don't know if that was his actual name, but he was a peeping Tom. He came in and seen me. That was not acceptable behavior. We do not tolerate that in my house. But I can't handle that kind of stuff. Like, I will throw everything at it, and I literally did. I ran out of things to throw that were in reach that didn't mean I'd have to step onto the floor to get. Because... Well, I mean, we have we have wolf spiders that we at where we work. We do, and they're poisonous. So I was at work the one weekend, and I work on the weekends. Both Amber and I work a twelve-hour shift, well, two twelve-hour shifts actually. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm sitting there, and it, this is after I've been here. I've been there for, like, more than half my shift. I've got a couple hours. I've got, like, at least a good three hours left. It's, like, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm not done until 11. And this spider... He came at me, okay? He came at me. I'm sitting on top of the... De like, I'm sitting on top of the... De I rolled a chair at it, okay? Because I had nothing else to, like, big enough to throw at it. I rolled a chair at it. It hid for a minute. It came back. It hid for a minute. It came back. Like, mm-mm. I finally got him to go outside. Like, I was spraying... I forget what I was spraying him with. I think I was spraying him with some kind of cleaner. I got him to go outside, okay? Like, I got him outside. This fucktard came back in! I'm just trying to sneak attack me. I know. Mm -mm. So then, so then, I got him in the door frame, and he climbed up a little bit. And this door is one of those doors you see like at stores and stuff, where you have to push the thing in to push it open. And it doesn't really have much room behind the bar thingy that you push open to grab and like hold on to. But can I tell you, I grabbed a hold of that thing. I shoved my fingers in there, and I slammed that door on that spider several times till he was dead. You got him when they're trying to ambush you like that. If he had left me alone and went on his merry way, we would have been fine. I would have been like, hello, sir. Have a good day. Thank you for eating the buggies. Well, funny enough, you know, the same guy that used to come and get the spiders also used to work uh -huh. with us. And he played with the frogs, too. <laughs> I, um, I had an epic battle one shift with a spider where at one point I was literally on top of the desk spraying Lysol at it. Like, trying to joust it with, with a broomstick. Like, it was a serious situation because I had already thrown several things at it. And we got to the point where, like, I, I was literally trying to joust it dead and spray Lysol. And it just was a massive spider. He then went ahead and showed our supervisor and our supervisor's supervisor. When I came into work, they were both sitting there laughing hysterically. And I was like... Oh, what's funny? And they're like, you. We see the video from last night. I was like, all right, listen, what ha happened was. And he was like, really a broomstick? I was like, I didn't have anything else I could, like, <laughs> joust with. I, they were literally laughing at me. They thought it was the funniest thing. That I devoted a good, like, hour and a half of, like, my shift to, like, spider removal. And that I didn't do very well at it. Because that was one of the ones that ended up with, like, a cup over it and several books on top. So, uh, you know, I, I did my best. You did. You tried. I did, and I lost. Well, I kind of won, though. I'm telling you, though, if that book, like, would have moved or somehow, like, the cup would have flipped over, I would have burnt the building down. <laughs> like, there's, I'm sorry. Nah, at that point, we're, we're done playing. <laughs> like, I'm out. But as a kid, I didn't have that fear. You know, some kids have fears of birds and other things. I didn't. I didn't even have the fear of the pool. I know a lot of kids have that, like, if I can't see the bottom, there's a shark in it fear. I never had that. Um, well, growing up with family, because my great-grandparents also lived in Florida, I did have that fear, but there wasn't sharks at the bottom of my pool. There were gators. You had to watch for the gators, and there really would be gators at the bottom of your pool sometimes. Well, that's a legitimate fear. I mean, there are, them gators get kind of big down there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I played with an eight-foot one. Yeah, it's... But up here, like, it was always the shark. The shark was going to get you. But, you know, I did we're not that. far from Jersey, and Jersey is where the Jaws originated. Yeah. So, as a kid, you know, the fear of sharks was always kind of there. 
for most kids, but for me, I was always like, nah, I'm good. It ain't gonna get me. And I played in the Jersey Shore waters for years, and I do apologize, that's the dog. Come here, look. What but, is that? Um, it, it never, like, I was never afraid to be in the ocean. I was never afraid to be in the water and have shark attacks. I think for me, I was more afraid of things at night. Um, I, you know, at a young kid, I did watch the, um, the clown horror movies. I was never afraid of clown, though. I had a little bit of fear of cotton candy wrapping me up alive. I, I mean. Killer clowns from outer space, man. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Yeah, I was only like four though when I seen that movie, so I don't think I took away from that what I should have. I, you know, was never really afraid of the typical things. I was never afraid of werewolves or vampires or anything. Um, there is a a Muppet thing that I'm afraid of. <laughs> Cat knows what it is. That's why she's like this so Y'all. Y'all, I can't. So, when I was little, I had this dream that I was on the Jersey Shore boardwalk, and we were in my grandfather's car, and he got out to go do something and left me with my grandmother. And this thing had friends that were looked exactly like it, and it started attacking and got into the car and were, like, trying to pull me out and trying to eat me, and my grandmother's reaction was literally to just get out and walk away. And, like, she, like, literally left me in the car. And these things were breaking the window and trying to, like, pull me out and eat me. So, I've been terrified of them ever since. And I know for, like, a lot of people, it's not actually a fear. Um, I, I guess it's a weird fear. I, I don't think anybody else has this one. I don't know. Um, go ahead, Kat. I know because you're dying to tell them. What am I afraid of? Oh, I'm allowed to tell them? Go ahead. Um... Now, I'm wondering if everybody's even going to know who this is. Have y'all heard of Alf? Oh, that's a creepy thing. That's all right. She, it, Amber introduced me to um, our tattoo artist. Well, my tattoo artist, because he's yet to... He'll be hers, too. She just... I've known him for years. He started has, out as a piercer, and yeah, I was basically a giant experiment for him. So, he's this big jokester, and I am so waiting for him to put his four-year-old in an elf costume, and when she comes in with me to get more work done, because she likes to come in and hang out with me while I'm getting my work done, and, like, have this kid just pop out of a closet or something. I've told him, if your kid takes a kick to the face, I'm not responsible. Like, it's just a thing. Like, he has found so many ways to mess with me with this thing. And it's made me, like, literally cry over the years because of it. Because I have such, it's just a core fear of it. I can't handle it. Tell them, tell them what they did. Tell, tell them what he did. Oh, this wonderful guy. He's got giant posters printed up and has jumped out of, like, the back room with it and stuff. Um, he's had people chase me with them. Like, it, it's just, he's, he's a horrible person. I love him to pieces, but he's a horrible, horrible person when it comes to things. When he knows that you're afraid of something, he will taunt and target you for it. And... I, it's one of those things where I forget even who told him. I know I didn't. But uh, somebody had let him in on it, and, well, for him, it's just been an absolute field day. Wasn't it your day. sister or something? I was somebody who told him, and it's been an absolute field day for him ever since. And I don't understand why he enjoys this so much. But for him, it's like a fascination. I think it was because it's not like a typical fear. Probably. 
but he just enjoys it. He enjoys tormenting me with it. It's funny. But I'll give you the list. Like, I've never really been a fan of, like, the Philly Fanatic. Because he kind of, like, in my mind resembles him a little bit. I think it's the nose part. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, he's muppety puppy type thing. And he's life-sized. Yeah. So that that's a major issue for me. Because, like, I mean, at least Alf was only maybe the size of, like, a three or four-year-old where, like... The yeah, but you can't see like, them when they run past the couch. If he's running around, I might not see him right away because, like, you know, I, it's, it's stress. It's high stress for me. But yet she's not afraid of Chucky. No. No fear of Chucky. Or other haunted dolls. Mmm, the one that Patty had. I'm not a huge fan of. Okay. Uh, for those that don't know the Patty story, a lady that my aunt grew up with down the street from her had this doll named Patty. And it, it was a doll that if you went and like put it upstairs, it would find its way back downstairs. If you put it downstairs, it would find its way back upstairs. Always wanted to be in the room with the wife and the husband for years. Like felt like she was messing with them. So... They finally had a yard sale and to sell the doll, a lady pulled up to take the doll, purchased it, went around the block and came back and said she doesn't want to go with me. The doll, they've had numerous, numerous issues with it over the years. It's just the creepy doll with a creepy history and I'm not really fond of it. Not a huge thing with porcelain dolls, you know? But I don't blame you. Porcelain dolls for me just still aren't as bad as... That thing. <laughs> that thing. It's just a thing. But yeah, I'm fine with like the Muppets. Like I'm fine. Like Kermit doesn't do anything. I I, I can watch Sesame Street till like you know the cows come home. I'm fine. You put him on one of those episodes, and I'm telling you right now, I will throw the remote at the TV and hide. <laughs> Self defense. <laughs> I will do what I have to do. You know what? I'm retarded. But we know this. It is um, it is a serious thing with me, but that was my childhood fear. That was my like big, can't handle it, don't like it. Um, I also didn't like the puppets from uh, Mr. Rogers. Okay. That was more because they looked weird and creepy, and I didn't understand them. Than like an actual fear. That was just like something's not quite right with them. But I also never liked him either as a person. Oh, like Mr. Rogers was never like I don't know. It was giving me, like, the heebie-jeebies. Why? He was, like, an awesome person. Yeah, no, as a kid, I just, like... He just gave me a bad vibe. Like, now that I'm older, I'm chill with it, but, like, as a kid, like, nah. Like, he... And, and the funny thing was, is, like, Pee Wee Herman should have been giving you bad vibes. But I, I didn't like him either. Like, but Mr. Rogers was, like, amazing. Yeah, no, didn't like him. Didn't like the lady with the lamb chop thing. <gasps> I did not you like You had her. a problem with her? What I is didn't like wrong her, with and you? I did not like Pee Wee Harmon. Girl. Uh, Pee Wee, I get you on. That chair? That chair. No. That chair was not okay. That chair was not okay. Not okay. Not like, Pee Wee Harmon's funhouse in general just, like, screamed issues. Yeah. Like, I... First of all, it just seemed very unsafe. Like... That was not the house you went to hang out with. There's nobody that I can think of who would have let their kids hang out with him. Like, there's just something very wrong about that situation. I mean, as a kid, I wouldn't have hung out with him. Exactly. It just was not an okay thing. But, you know, even, like, a lot of the kids' shows. Like, the one that I really liked, though, that I liked all the adults on, was that, um, Sharon, Lois, and Bram, the elephant show. The elephant show? Yeah. 
Skidamarinky dinky dink. Okay. Okay. That's what that was called. Okay. I remember that shirt. I remember the song. And I remember they used to go into like this little like cove. Yeah. I wanted to live there. But like that that show never gave me like the heebie-jeebies no, or anything. That, that was, was a cool. very nice chill show. Like I could watch that all the time. It'd be totally like good. Um. Oh God. What was that show called? Zuba Mafu. Who? The people all dressed up like animals. With like the face paints and stuff. You and I had very different childhoods. Oh, I think you'd know it. Um, I'll try to find it while we talk. But yeah, there was a couple of them that like I just didn't like. Some I just felt obnoxious, like that little girl that dressed up as a clown all the time. She was like a teenager, kind of heavy set, not like like just I guess more of a solid girl. But she had like her hair and pigtails all the time, and she dressed as a clown. I found her obnoxious. Even as a kid, I remember thinking, you're annoying. Oh, the big blue couch or whatever? Yes. Yes, that girl. I didn't like her. I thought she was too old to be a clown and I didn't understand it. And it just, the whole show just annoyed me. But yeah, I could watch Eureka's Castle for hours. I liked Eureka's Castle's. Eureka Castle, like, it was one of those Muppet shows that, like, it wasn't anything scary. I hated Barney. I didn't like Barney either. Barney was not my jam. I hated Barney. You know what, though? Even, like, the yellow school bus. That was animated, but I know some people were afraid of that teacher. I thought she was pretty cool. Although I do have to worry about the fact that she never had permission slips. (laughs) She was always, like, putting the kids in peril. (laughs) But you know what? It was pretty cool. Um, reading Rainbow and, you know, all the stories that they did and stuff. That was all cool with me. Just certain people on kids' shows freaked me out and, like, scared me. I don't know why. I don't know what it was about them, but, like, you know how you just meet somebody and you don't like them? Yeah. For whatever reason, those people just gave me that I don't like you vibe. And part of it might have been with Lamb Chop is the fact that, lady, you're literally talking to a sock on your hand. That could have been it. I loved Lamb Chop. Her and Lamb Chop always had matching lipstick, which kind of also confused me. This is the song that doesn't end. Yes, it goes on and on. You were that annoying kid, weren't you? Some people start saying <laughs> it. Okay, so the reason I was that annoying kid, and this was a middle school thing, and I sang, and I loved commercials, by the way. Like, I would talk through the TV shows, but shut up for the commercials, and I'm not quite sure why I would do that, but it's whatever. So that, the Toys R Us Kids song, um, the Oscar Mayer Baloney song. I just realized the kids we're getting raised now are not going to know being a Toys R Us kid was. Right. That's a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind oh, of. Oh, one well, heart just broke. Like, the, every mm, kid was a Toys R Us kid. Nah. I wasn't that thrilled with it. I can't find the thing. Anyway. So. Her imaginary show with the characters. We I'll find it eventually. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, it was one of those where, okay, wait, 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 no, no, go back. She's talking to her phone now. Like, do you remember, like, um, the elephant one where the elephant prince, Babar? Yeah. I almost said Rubar. Zoobly Zoo! Yeah, that does not look familiar at all. 
blurry. No, that does not look familiar at all. That was a cool show. And the girl who was a bird was freaking eccentric as hell. I loved it. But anyway, it was a cute show. Oh, okay. But, um, so the reason I was that annoying kid was we got made fun of. My group of friends was, like, not the popular people. We were not that, like, pretty, whatever. Like, I'm chunky. I'm fluffy. Get over it. Um, some of my friends, my one friend had, like, she's got, like, that curly, 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 curly hair, like, fro curly. But it's, like, actual ringlet curls. And it's natural. Um, so they all thought she was weird. Um, I had other friends who just had weird attributes that, like, were not... We weren't the popular kids, and we got made fun of. And at lunch, the table we sat at, we happened to sit next, at, we had our table, and then the table on one side of us was a group of asshole boys. And they would always be nasty and make comments and make fun of us. Well, I am that annoying human being who would sit there and sing those songs over and over and over and over. And they finally went to the assistant principal, whose name I actually remember, Mr. Oppenheimer. I loved him. I loved his name too. It was so just unique. Oppenheimer. He was cool though. They finally complained to him and they were like, she's annoying us, blah, 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 blah. This is, and he looked at them and said, well, get over it. Nice. Because they were being nasty and mean to us. And every time they would start making fun of us and start saying things and saying nasty stuff, I'd start singing. And they learned very quickly. You know, though, I think there was a childhood... That was so based in all of the cartoons, though, like, that there were going to be bullies. But, you know, if, most of the cartoons, it was always one bully. Yeah, you never saw, like, a group of bullies. You no, saw... it was always that one tormentor and, like, his two sidekicks or his one right. sidekick or something. But, like, in reality, if it was, it was normally one group of kids against another group of kids. Right. I don't know. I, I I guess I thought bullying was going to be a bigger issue than it was for me. I also kind of thought quicksand was going to be a major issue. Because in a lot of the kids' shows, quicksand was, like, always a thing. Like, quicksand came up frequently. So I guess I kind of thought, like, as an adult, I mean, I live in the Northeast, so I kind of thought, like, quicksand was everywhere. Well, I don't know why. It just kind of seemed that way. <laughs> I never put a lot of thought into it. I just kind of thought, like, you'd be walking down the street one day, and, nope, there's quicksand. Like, I don't know what I thought was going to happen. You're adorable. <laughs> but sinkholes are a real thing. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of like the adult version of it, because regularly, like, holes do open in our streets. I mean, I guess they figured, hey, they're aware of quicksand. We might as well just open up and be a giant hole, and they just fall in and not, like, slowly die. They just quickly die, because we got sneak attack them. Uh, yeah, I guess, like... But, I mean, it's a regular thing because a lot of our pipes, the way they run, they run under our roadways. So, when a pipe gives way, we don't always know until it opens up potholes or sinkholes and then Whoops. that area is shut down for a while. But it happens especially because we have such deep freezes sometimes during the winter and then quick falls. The pipes can't expand and contract correctly and it just ends up being a mess. Um, but, I don't know. I never feel potholes as a kid i didn't either but honestly uh, when we were kids they were not even as close to being as bad as they are now that's true like they weren't about like they didn't take months and months and months to get fixed 
they got fixed rather quickly at the end of every summer. Now you're like calling and calling and calling and by the time they decide it's time to come fix it, it's deep enough to like come up to your waist and you're like, I could swim in this. I mean, legit, some of our potholes you literally can swim in. It's pretty funny. Like, they're almost independent pools. Seriously. Um, when we, you're driving we, on our roadways. We've offered to, like, fill the ones in our parking lot and, like, hand out little bottles of, like, like the hotel-sized bottles of soap and stuff that dri- the truck drivers we deal with to go wash themselves in. Yeah, no. It's, it's definitely become a thing where, you know, you kind of were like, all right, well, instead of filling me for road work, why don't you guys just, like, hook up a filtration system and I'll call this my private pool. You drive to work and you can't really tell somebody's a drunk driver or really good at navigating potholes. It could go either way in Pennsylvania. It really could. But then we also have black ice here during the winter, which driving here is kind of an extreme sport because it's like <laughs> snow, 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 sheet of black ice, pothole. So you got to kind of like weave your way around everything, and but do so in a nice like pace because you can't slam on your brakes. Otherwise, you know, you're going to spin out, and with the way our puddles are in some of the potholes, if it's not fully frozen, then you're going to hydroplane. It's it's a skill. Like, learning to drive in our area is definitely unique from other places in the country. And I've got a 15-year-old that gets to learn how to drive next summer. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where, like, that never dawned on me as a kid. Like, black ice, well, didn't scare me. I you take a fall in ice in our area and you just fell like that it, there's not everybody falls you just kind of get up and get used to it oh god no nowadays everybody whines and cries about everything it'll sue you for looking at them funny <laughs> but no for the most part like we just get up and keep going like it's you, you fall you fall it's ice like I'm sorry you're gonna order hot coffee and then open it to cool it off in your lap and then it spills on you and scalds your legs and then you're gonna sue because it was too hot and the cup didn't say it was hot you literally ordered hot coffee. It's one of those where people want to complain and want to sue over everything, but falling on ice isn't my fear. One of my fears, though, is driving over a bridge and the center of the bridge not being there and falling into water. Okay. That is a car, like, core fear of me, but that's also been a recurring dream my whole life. Where I look at a car full of people and I go, okay, statistically, I know we're not all going to make it out alive. So do you go down with the ship or do you pick your favorite? <laughs> as messed up as that is, that's kind of where my dream is. Like, having to make that decision, knowing that odds are I won't be able to save them all. I mean, I kind of don't really have a fear like that. Um, I mean, my honestly, the biggest thing that, that kind of freaks me out and scares me is me dying before my kids. Or, I mean, my kid, well, yeah, me dying and not being able, before my kids are adults, I should say. Or my kids dying before me. Um, that's something that is, is I think that's a core to every parent, though. It is. Um, but that's, like, the only thing I really actually, like, Yeah, I know, like, some people are actually afraid of, like, beasts and creatures at night that they can't see, like, they don't want to go outside at all. Now, I can tell you, Noah is scared of fire, of car accidents. Okay. And but that's understandably why. He, you know, he was in the car, he was almost five, when my one car ran me over and broke my femur, well, didn't run me over, dragged me, but technically ran me over and broke my femur. He was also in the car about a year or so later, a year or two later, when 
we were driving and the back panel of the car on the passenger side got hit and it he was in the car back there not on that side luckily he was on the opposite side but it scared him you know and then seeing the other car because i was driving a 2000 mercury grand marquis which is like a tank if uh you don't know what they look like it's huge it's a big giant car and they are built like a tank that's you know they still had the uh good good parts to them um and this other car was a cheapy little car kind of similar to my ford focus that i have now or something like it and well the engine from hitting that back quarter panel the, the engine was like in the dashboard Everybody was okay. I have to say that. Everybody was fine. It's an understandable fear. But did your kids have any childhood fears, like core fears? Not that I know of. Noah was fearless. I, I should I mean, he was, for the most part, he was fearless. Um, Chloe now has issues with bugs. Like, freaks out. She's getting better with it. But she doesn't like bugs. Um... Okay, funny side note, a couple months ago there was a cricket in the house, and this child levitated. Like, I don't know how she did it, but she somehow levitated into a standing position on a bench where she screamed bloody murder. She just can't handle Well, her, okay, her brother threw the cricket at her, and it hit her in the head. And it was half alive, half dead. Well, she levitated. She didn't jump. Like, she literally just rose onto the seat in, like, a singular, like, I, I can't even explain it. It was so funny. But I, I get the bug thing. Especially them, like, jumping spiders. Nope. Can't handle that. Um, um, my cricket spider thing? Oh, yeah. There's also this weird bug in this area that is literally a cricket spider hybrid. hybrid. Not quite sure what it is, um, but it is terrifying and we don't like them. I had two of them appear in my bedroom and I got trapped on my bed and I didn't know what to do and everybody was asleep and I had no idea what to do and then I threw things at them and they disappeared and I cried and then they reappeared later on because they could completely disappeared and the kids finally saw them in person and I wasn't here and yeah, and they finally believed me. I mean, I had pictures. I did. I had pictures of these things. Well, Noah killed one with a shoe half asleep. He did. I mean, everybody else was screaming, but Noah, no glasses on, just took one for the team. He walked over, he, he was so out of it, and just walked over with the shoe, like, really pissed off, like, you assholes, and went, smush, and then walked away and was like, I'm not cleaning that up. <laughs> I think we made him clean it up anyway. <laughs> but no, spiders here are uh, scary and creepy, and so are some of the bugs, and I get that fear. I don't really get like. Oh well, how about we talk about the bug that decided to crawl up three layers of my clothes at work the other week? Oh, that was what was that? Some type of vine? A grape, G R A P E, vine beetle. Yeah, giant beetle under her clothes scratched her skin. No, thank you. This thing was at least an inch long. Yeah, I've never even seen one, let alone get. Molested by one, I'm good. I, I mean, he was all right. I give, I give him this. He was pretty cool. But don't crawl up my clothes. Like he, mo- it violated me. I had on a tank top, another shirt, like a long sleeve shirt, and a hoodie, and he managed to go up all three layers underneath my tank top 
and was about halfway up my midsection. Not that there's much of it because I'm short. And was like chilling in my clothes. I literally, because I was eating pretzel rods, I thought maybe my dumbass dropped a piece of pretzel rod down my shirt and it kind of meandered its way over there. Meanwhile, I'm trying to like figure this out and it's not coming out. And I'm like, did it fall on the floor? No, no, no. Finally, I detach it from my shirt because it's something scratched me and I'm like, all right, maybe it's the salt on the pretzel, right? Nope, nope. This thing fell off of my shirt and started flying. It flew. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm on, I'm standing on, I'm like, <gasps> I don't know what to do with you. I caught it. I caught it. I had, I'd had food from Wawa and I still had the empty cup. I washed out the cup as best I could. I stuck it in the cup. I took it home with me. Show the kids. This assaulted me. She's braver than me. I can tell you right now, it had been under the cup with like 35 books on top and a... It wasn't on the floor. It was on the blind. Do not think I will not tape a cup to it. <laughs> I will tape a cup to the blind and put assault. <laughs> Assaulted by this. Please kill. I will do it. I will duct tape it to the window if I have to. Believe me, my boss will have to deal with that. She would do. She would be like, why did you? I'd be like, because it came at me. And I didn't know how to kill it. So it's a you problem. Like, call, like, dispatch or something. I don't know. Call firehouse. Call, like, the police. Do what you got to do. But it assaulted me. It came at me. And I couldn't handle it. Um. I got it. Dilemma. She has a dilemma. Oh, no. This is a fascinating dilemma. Oh. And I think I know how to fix it, but I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Alright, y'all. I am making zucchini bread. Cake. Cake. Stuff. Whatever. I am making zucchini stuff. I am making a batch that is one and a did half. Did you look up the recipe for cake, or did you look up the recipe for bread? Because they're two different things. I got the right recipe. Okay. I'm just not... But that's not my dilemma. Okay. So... I need eggs. Mm -hmm. I'm making a one and one half batch. Okay. I need three eggs. Okay. So that would be like four and a half eggs, right? Yes. How the fuck do I do a half an egg, Amber? <laughs> I will handle your half an egg dilemma. <laughs> I just thought I'm gonna scramble it and then split it in half. Basically what yeah. you do. But it took me a minute to be like, wait. Oh, fudge. Huh. <laughs> These are our problems. I really wish one of the... I wish, like, Chloe had been awake because I would have thrown that dilemma at her just to see what she did. You know what? Honestly, I can see your kids literally splitting the yolk. Like, putting the yolk on a plate and sitting there and splitting it. They would, too. Where'd it go? One. Okay. Where'd they go? Here we go. Yeah, we're doing a food experiment right now. We are trying to make whoopie pies out of zucchini cake with a cream cheese filling. So I need this. We're not 100% sure how this is going to turn out, but Cat likes culinary adventures, and I'm here for the ride because it's a Wednesday. <laughs> but anyway, back to our fear topic. Sorry. <laughs> you know... Do you have any animal fears? There's a lot of people that fear certain animals, Kat. No, I want them all. Lions and tigers and bears, she's like, gimme. 
I was at a I was at a picnic on Saturday and it was dark out and somebody turned around behind looked behind us and yelled bear and I literally turned around looking for the bear going Danielle open your trunk <laughs> everybody looks at me weird I said never mind no it's funny when she first got hired for our job because we went through a lot of people looking for somebody that was qualified and a lot of people were afraid of the dark afraid of the animals afraid of you know being outside in general and our boss asked me is she afraid of these things? I was like, no, actually, we might have the opposite problem. And we do. We currently have an issue with her where we have to tell her, please don't play with that. And she likes to go outside and play with all the animals. I and feed the skunks. They like plums and apricots. What can I tell you? They're she babies. Wants... Yes, they still don't smell great there, darling. They smell fine until they spray. And hence lies the problem. She wants to play with everything, whether it has mange or rabies. She doesn't care. She wants to cuddle it. I want to fix it. So, unfortunately, we have to be like, please, 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 this animal is sick. Please do not, like... Capture it and take it to the cuddle it. so that it can be fixed? Hmm. She doesn't care if it growls at her. She'll go, oh, what's wrong? Tell me again. And it's bearing its teeth. And she's like, oh, you got such pretty teeth. Do you want to brush them? How about we go brush them? Cat, leave it alone. It does not want to have its teeth brushed. <laughs> she's like, can I pet you? I want to pet you. How about we brush you? Oh, we can make you smell so much better. We'll give you a nice bath. I'm like, cat, please. It does not want to be bath. Like, <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> so we have the exact opposite problem with her that we thought we'd have. <laughs> We have to literally discourage her from doing some of the stuff she does. Cat gets yelled at. Yes, she does. But, I mean, at least you're not afraid of the animals at work. Or the dark. No. And I'm also aware that it's not a major highway. Yeah, that was another fear of some people that work with us. But besides the point, we're getting a little off topic again. Womp womp. You know, there's a lot of people that have a fear of the animals that are outside. Some people are afraid of things that fly. Some people are afraid of... I've seen Hitchcock's movie, The Birds, okay? Well, not even so much The Birds, Cat. I mean, look at Mothman, um, Jersey Devil. Yeah, too. Jeepers Creepers. All these things come from the sky. Some people still like pterodactyls. They believe they're still here. They believe they're going to come after them. Uh, South America, girly. They're, they're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another podcast, but not the point. Other people believe werewolves or different creatures are going to come out at them. Vampires, werewolves. Um, yeah, it's a thing. None of these were my childhood fears. Now, I did watch that Leprechaun movie as a kid. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, no, I didn't really fear him. I actually kind of wanted to, like, hang out with him. I, I don't know why. I, I just kind of thought, like, he'd be, like, a cool kid to hang out with. Never dawned on me that he wasn't a kid. <laughs> Then again, I don't think I knew what leprechauns were when I seen that movie, so might have missed part of that. <laughs> Leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> like I just, I don't know. I I did not have normal childhood fears. I guess. I'm sorry, but if you're gonna steal from someone and not expect them to enact repercussions, whether it's police or hunting you down and killing you in scary ways themselves, like you're stupid. Pretty much. But no, Whitney, I mean, even our superstitions as kids, you know, we had the Bloody Mary, we had, like, you know, don't go in cornfields because children are the corn and that kind of stuff, mm. and 
Yeah, that still creeps me out, by the way. There are some asshole farmers who put up signs next to their cornfields that say, watch children. Nope. No, thank you. That is kind of funny, though. Right. But nope. No, thank you. Um, you know, there's always that fear of, like, the haunted house or, like, things going bump in the night. But I don't know. I really didn't fear a lot of that as a kid. No. Just didn't really think, like, they'd be my, like, problems. Um, no, I was more. I do apologize. Hey, puppies, look, look. I did no. have a little bit of a thing with my one cousin where she told me that something was living in the back of the closet in my grandmother's house, but she used to hold, hang like um the metal, um, like hangers over top of the door for clothing. So it did look like claws coming out. And my other cousin did go into a closet that backed up to that one and make scratching and growling noises. So I did have that fear for a while, but in my defense, like, there's nails, there's claws, and there's growling. Has to be something. Wasn't until years, like, later that I really, like, was okay with that room, but, eh. Childhood. Uh, now you are the thing that growls. I am. And I did live in that room for a while, so <laughs> I really was the thing that growled in that room. Pretty sure if there was anything in the closet, it left. Foreshadowing. <laughs> it really was. I don't know, Kat. Anything else you want to mention as far as fears and... No. I want to know your fears. People listening. The all... However many of you there are. Yeah, let me um, hear. What were your childhood legends in your area, local lore? What are you afraid of? What did you fear as a child? What do you fear now? You know, How I do mean, you feel about... We had, we had Ouija boards. Were you afraid of those as a kid? We're going to talk about Ouija board murders. Yeah. That's going to be fun. That's going to be no, That will definitely be an episode. I didn't have a fear of them, but you know what? I respect them. Right. All right. Well, we got to close the gates. Uh-oh. You can find us at 13th Gatekeepers on Instagram, and the email is 13th. You spell the word, not the numbers. Gatekeepers, 13th Gatekeepers at yahoo.com. All right, you guys, we're locking up for the night. Take care. Right. Bye. Bye.